listeners, welcome to Ask Dr. Wang. In this program, I will cross the world and search for the best Chinese doctors to help you tackle the pains pills can cure and solve the maladies the knife won't cut away. Let's help each other to heal ourselves. You know those doormats that say "Home is where the heart is." Just because it's printed on the doormat doesn't mean that it isn't valuable. In fact, things get printed on doormats precisely because they're somehow universal truths that can welcome anyone into the house. However, I still prefer a different home-related proverb, and it's one that my dad used to say. According to him, it's Native American, but I suspect that it's actually something he figured out himself from having lived in too many hotel rooms. It goes something like, "You can't travel too fast." Because the horse will have arrived, while the heart is still behind. I've been thinking a lot about what happens when we move to a new home, but the heart is still behind. How can we make the heart catch up with the distances our bodies travel? Sometimes there are others who can help to make us feel at home, and sometimes it's really just up to ourselves. On today's program, we've landed in Cyprus. And we'll talk about questions related to being away from home, and we'll look at two examples of how to create a home away from home. Almost half of the Cypriots live abroad, with the biggest hubs being London, New York, South Africa, and Australia. A big wave of them moved abroad during the events in '74, after the Turkish invasion and the crisis that followed after that, and another wave left. Following the 2012 crisis, but new residents have moved into the island too. About 10% of the population of Cyprus is foreign, including many Brits and Germans. But the most recent wave consists mainly of Russians and Chinese. Many move to retire, some move there after heartbreaks or emptied bank accounts, and maybe some hope that their problems won't look as bad under the Mediterranean sun. Like I said, we're in Cyprus this time, Paphos to be precise. Paphos is a sleepy coastal town, and it's the last big town on the island's west coast. After that, it's only villages, wildlife areas, and the sea. It's the fifth biggest city in Cyprus, though that's not hard to achieve considering that the whole island only has a population of a bit more than one point one million. Paphos has seen better times. It was the capital of Cyprus in Greco-Roman times. It's the mythical birthplace of Aphrodite, and as a result of that, it was the most important place for worshiping this Greek goddess for the ancients. Nowadays, it relies mostly on tourists and expats to bring in the money, and that's exactly why it was hit the hardest of all Cypriot cities by the crisis in 2012. The British, the Germans, but also the Cypriots themselves—they stopped coming here, and the city collapsed as its main industry came to a halt. The people they left Paphos, yeah, because before crisis, the, yeah, uh, the developer they sell a lot of like, land and uh, houses. Every day they had selling a lot of uh, houses. But now, after crisis, they stop.、Uh, they didn't buy the people from、uh, 
other country they stopped to buy from in Paphos. And for that, the developer lose the, their job. And after it was uh, like cross, you know, like uh, everybody lose uh, yeah. a job. And for that, Paphos, for Paphos was very difficult to start again the life. And that's when the Chinese came in. Driving down to the doctor's clinic from the nearby town I was staying at, I spotted several Chinese signs along the highway, promising luxury villas for 300,000 euros. This is in response to a recent government scheme. Since 2011, a Cypriot permanent residency can be bought in return for an investment in property of, you guessed it, at least 300,000 euros. Residents will only have to visit the island once every two years and prove that they have an income of at least 30,000 euros. Of course, children and spouses can be added to that scheme, but it will cost an additional 5,000 in annual income. From there onwards, it will be significantly easier for Chinese residents to apply for visas to visit other European countries. But of course, if you want even more accessibility than that, then a citizenship can be bought for an investment of two and a half million. So in a way, the Chinese are the only ones who are still buying things in Paphos. Why? Because you said that the other tourists have left. Yes, they left and the Chinese, they come because they have money. I think the Chinese this time, money. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I think so, it's for that. And they come to buy land and houses. Nowadays, almost all of the new property in Cyprus is bought by Chinese. Driving through, I saw many new constructions. Swaths of townhouses built on hills, like colonies settling on Mars. I figured that it must be quite hard for this first batch of Chinese to settle here. I mean, there are no Chinese supermarkets and restaurants yet, and I wondered whether they could even receive Chinese TV through the satellite. I wanted to find out how these Cypriots were building new homes and what they were doing to make the new residents feel at home. So... I knocked on the door of two of the biggest local property developers who are known from their numerous Chinese ads along the highway and I asked them how they are building these homes away from home. But first, let me introduce you to the doctor who's going to help me answer your questions this month. His name is Karis Teokagus. He moved to China in 1983 and thus became the first European to hold a bachelor degree in Chinese medicine. I met up with him in his practice in Paphos, though he divides his time between this practice and another one in Limassol and another one in Nicosia. This is Dr. Teokagos. The first thing you'd notice about him is his small frame. He's much shorter than I am, and probably half my weight. I mean, I don't want to talk about my size in public, but let's just say that it's already below average. The second thing you notice is his voice. It sounds hoarse, 
and warm, and it reminded me of the sound of old radios. Dr. Teokulos went to China on a scholarship in 1983, and came back in 93 with a master's degree in Chinese medicine, and started a practice here in Cyprus. Yeah. So, but you've been building up your client base for a long time. So that's um, now 22 years in Cyprus. Wow. When Dr. Teokulos first went to China at 19 years old, he didn't even know that there was such a thing as Chinese medicine. His scholarship was for a bachelor in Western medicine. But he wanted to study something Chinese, you know, not something that everyone else was already doing. So he changed his scholarship, studied Chinese and classical Chinese for two years, and thus started his career in Chinese medicine. This might sound like an abrupt decision to you, but Dr. Teokulos explained that he was suddenly convinced when his favorite professor did a medical examination on him. I went to the office. And、uh, he was waiting. It was a long corridor, and he was waiting me for me at the、um, at the door. I went, and there was、uh, he sat down and sit、uh, next to him, and、uh, examined my pulse. And、uh, he start telling me the problems I want I wanted to tell him. And、uh, I told him, well. How can you understand all this from the pulse? The, the guy told me, told me, no, it is not for, only from the pulse. I was watching you from the in the corridor how you were walking. So I I see your color, I see、uh, your body shape, I see how you the way you walk and everything, and that was. The main diagnosis from the past, I just、um, cor- how you say、uh, not correct,、uh, just to to make、uh, sure that what I see it, it was、uh, true, like like making X-rays. <laughs> Doctor Teokulos is very fond of that time and sometimes misses it. He says that he doesn't see the China now as the China that became his home back in the days. Actually, for me, I like those days because I, I went back many times, and every time I go back, I like the previous times because it was as pure life, people with the bicycles,、um, pure people. There are relations. We see more. Uh, friendly more、uh, now today is everything different. The people, everything, everywhere is cars,、uh, pollution, uh, pollution in people's hearts, and、uh, all the people think about money, 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 and I don't like this. But of course, life wasn't always easy in the China of the eighties. The leader of China during that time. Deng Xiaoping, he kicked off the decade with what was called economic reforms and openness, paving the road for the capitalist communism China is known for today. And as a result of that, the economy grew, living standards significantly improved, and people even dared, for the first time, to criticize Chairman Mao, who had passed away in the previous decade. Even pop music was changing. 
The pop music from that time was this curious mix between sentimental revolutionary songs and even more sentimental pop music. Still, Dr. Tiokuro's assimilated into the Chinese society and managed to make this country on the other side of the world his home. And we'll talk about how exactly he did it as we talk through our questions. Dr. Wang, I have never lived in a place for longer than a few years. Just moved to the sixth country I have ever lived in, and as a result of that, my friends and family are spread across the world. Nowadays, I have to travel a lot for work, and I continuously feel displaced because I feel like I never had a stable base to start with. So I want to ask you, dear Dr. Wang, how do I make myself feel at home? Love, homeless nomad. Dear nomad, I understand your problem very well. When I look around me, it seems that most of my friends have become nomads, traveling across the world. Home being defined by where their next endeavor takes them instead of where they learned to ride a bike. With mapping and travel tools like Google Maps, Skyscanner, and City Mapper. We can know at any moment how many minutes exactly it will take us to get from A to B, and how much it will cost, and which routes are available, and our ability to get somewhere has improved, but our ability to feel at home has somehow stayed behind. I asked Dr. Tiokus your question, and he gave me some examples of how he did it in the China of the early eighties. I spent time. Twenty-four hours a day to when when I was in China to study, and then I went. I wanted to understand the Chinese about how they were thinking, thinking. What I did at the beginning, I asked two friends to come to my to my place to drink, drink coffee. I did. I it, it was not just because I was I was uh, I like to wear, to wash dishes and all this. <laughs> I wanted to see these people how they think, and then it became like a everyday lifestyle. All many Chinese or Japanese or these Taiwanese come to my my place to talk, and then, and I did that because I wanted to get into that way of life to understand it. It is not easy when you don't speak the language. You go there as a foreigner, and the. The Chinese they don't see you as uh, the same as them.、Uh, they, they are a little bit. Doctor Teo Cruz was quite a sight, and wasn't accepted easily, especially not by his patients. So he had to find ways to compensate for his foreignness.、Um, because the Chinese they don't they don't trust、uh, foreigners. And they don't trust young doctors. They want this、uh, white、uh, hair, so that they believe. And、uh, what I did, I said, I have to find a way to make them believe that I am older. So I did. It、yeah. worked. Yeah, it worked. 
Yes, I was 60 years old, I was only 25, 26. And they, they trust me. Dear Nomad, I'm not saying that you should grow a beard or make coffee anywhere you go. Instead, let's go back to the saying, home is where the heart is. I mean, we can also reverse the saying, because that's actually how it works. Where the heart is, is where the home is. Which means that it's impossible to really feel at home somewhere if the heart isn't there. So nowadays, it's become easier than ever to keep in touch with the home front, wherever we are. But if we're spending all our time on reading the news of our home front, looking at the Instagram photos of what your friends were doing when you weren't there, or eating the same food as you would at home, then it means that we're spending the energy that we should be spending on becoming like the new, on actually remaining like the old. But for me, it was okay. All my classmates were... I was... Because I was the only one, 40, 40 Chinese and me, and I managed to get into this, uh, this group. It was not easy, but I managed it. Because I see them the same. I didn't go to China to see the Chinese as you see, uh, they are they are not white, so they are different, they are lower. No, it was not like this. I went to China to study from them, so I see them the same and better than me. And that helped me to get into the, this uh, way of life. So is that is that how you made yourself feel at home in China? Yes. Yes. So, the most effective way to make himself feel at home is to do the same things as the Chinese friends around him, the ones who were already at home. And it makes me think that it was actually easier back in the days, when there was no other choice but to go along with whatever you could find. And that's exactly what Dr. Teokulos did. You know, because um, there's a war back in the 80s or well, some places, the life was not easy. When I had to, had to do some uh, internship, they asked me to go to the hospital that was next to the, uh, next to the school. And my family were going to um, 18 miles away from, the, from Beijing. I tell them, no, I will go with my classmates. And I went there, it was three months, the life was tough, but I got many things from there. I mean, he even went all the way to the Chinese countryside to follow his fellow students. And back then, it was a hard-knock life outside the cities. Uh, shower like army, all together. <laughs> you showered all together? Uh, shower... All together, it was, and uh, very little water. Uh, you know, tofu. Tofu is supposed to be um, soft. At those places, the tofu was like a, like a stone. <laughs> so, my advice for you, dear nomad, is that home can be anywhere where the heart is. But please, make sure that wherever you travel, that you take your heart with you instead of leaving it behind. Our second question of this episode is also related to travelling, 
And to answer that one, we'll hear from other Cypriots, or actually Cypriot property developers, about the methods they use to construct a new home. Question two. Dear Doctor Wang, I love food, and I particularly love discovering new foods when I'm in a foreign country. Unfortunately, my stomach doesn't always feel the same. I notice that often when I'm traveling and eating new foods, my stomach seems to refuse to take it in. Instead, I feel the need to burp after almost every single bite. It's frustrating because it's making me feel homesick for the foods back home, and I don't want to be one of those people who brings a jar of peanut butter everywhere they go. Curious to hear your thoughts, Mrs. Burp. Hi, Mrs. Burp. I can feel your frustration, as I love discovering new foods in foreign countries too. In fact, the first question I ask about the place is often, "What do people eat there?" Many people say that the best way to get over jet lag is by eating at local times straight away after landing. They say that this is because you need your body to sync up with the local rhythm, but actually, I suspect that it's because eating the food of a place will let you root to its earth and tire you down. Let's hear what Doctor Teokus has to say.、Um, you mean whether? Uh, this is related to, to the to the stomach.、Uh, the stomach energy has to go down. Okay, take the food and go goes down. When this it is for some reason either psychological or something makes this upside down, then this energy comes up. According to Doctor Teokogos, when instead of going down. The energy comes up. It's because our life has been turned upside down too.、Uh, the people of、uh, nowadays they manage to, to make what you call Yin and Yang in Chinese medicine to make this upside down. For example, man is made by、uh, the Lord to. Work and be active during during the day. This is Yin and Yang, and rest and sleep during the night. And when the young people know they make everything upside down, they went to the they go to the clubs at the night and be active and everything during the night. And when they are supposed to be active and work, they they go to sleep. Upside down is an interesting concept here, Mrs. Burp, because in a way that is exactly what traveling is. Traveling is moving so far across the world that you end up in a place that is on the other side of the earth, that is upside down from where you came from. I remember in the cartoons that I read as a kid, it often said that if you dig a very very long hole in the ground from Europe, you'll end up in China, the country in which the earth was in the sky and the sky was underneath our feet. And of course, if you're standing upside down like that, 
the food will travel up and cause burps. So the question here really is, how do we turn ourselves back up again? Mrs. Burp, you're not the only one who is struggling with this question, and I think I've found an interesting example here. In fact, most of the Cypriot property developers are asking themselves this question, but then targeted towards their new Chinese clients. The question of how can we make someone who came from far feel at home? So, I'm going to present you a case study of how Cypriots are building new homes. Well, Cypriot property developers, that is. As I mentioned before, the Cypriot government started a scheme in 2011 that promises a Cypriot permanent residency. In exchange for an investment of at least three hundred thousand euros in new property, where otherwise a full citizenship can be bought for two and a half million. Since the crisis of two thousand and twelve, British, German, and Cypriot buyers have disappeared, and now most of the new properties on Cyprus are sold to Chinese people seeking easy access to Europe. So, of course. Cypriot property developers are doing everything they can to build a comfortable new home for their Chinese clients, not in the least because that's become their only source of income. Just a reminder, Paphos was the city that was hit hardest by the economic crisis because of its reliance on the tourism industry. So the influx of Chinese in the city is also its only money moving through. So I want to visit two of the biggest real estate developers on Cyprus to view some properties, and to discover how exactly they're building these new homes. This is Dimitris. He was the first one to show me around that day.、Um, he was wearing the archetypal real estate agent's outfit: a red checkered Ralph Lauren polo shirt, navy khakis. Suede loafers, slick hair. His office was populated with male colleagues who looked like they came from the same Marlboro ad as he did, and of Chinese girls chatting to each other. The second one of the day was called Neil, and he worked for one of the biggest developers in the Paphos area. And what about you? I'm from Scotland. Yeah. How do you say in Chinese again? Scotland. Scotland. That's it. That's、mm. it. That's it. I've had many Chinese clients in the last few years. Yes, I bet. It's getting busy with Chinese. Yeah, I'm going to be calling Paphos Chinatown soon. <laughs> Neil came to Cyprus to spend the painful months after a relationship breakup, but is still here thirteen years later. Both Neil and Demetrius showed me glossy brochures in marine blue, most of them translated in Chinese, with at least a few Chinese models posing in the Chinese showrooms. It seemed to me that they took very well care of their Chinese clients. Demetrius had a whole group of them waiting for him in the Almira, the most luxurious five-star hotel in Paphos, if not the country. Have you seen any Chinese in the hotel?、Uh, about fifteen. Really? Yes, the hotel. Well, they came with our company. They came with your company? Yes, for property viewing. Oh, so you arranged a tour yes, with yes. them? So you can like expand your business into the tour industry. Wow. Okay. 
and you just take them on these mass tours. Yes. Yeah. It was a group after, before you came. It was a group in my office. They came for lunch in the mall. They were in my office oh, before. Okay. You came. Wow, you're really doing a lot of stuff to attract your Chinese clients. And now it's the main market, the Chinese. Yeah. I bet. And it's proven to be a success. Their clientele is growing so fast that, according to Neil, they have trouble keeping up the construction. Do you have a lot of properties there already, or do you? Is most of it unbuilt? Uh, to be honest, we're we're running out of properties which are there, and it was the the, the, the Chinese boom, <laughs> as we call it. We're still building, but it, it takes time to build them. To make the lives of their clients as easy as possible, they provide care that goes all the way. They have opened offices in China to cater for the clients before they even come here, and once they get here, they have a full Chinese staff to translate, and a concierge to take care of their needs. And once they've actually bought a property, there are people to guide them through setting up their new life, basically. Be here all the time. The after sales department for Chinese is fantastic, and the reason for this is we have、uh, a lady. She's actually from Hong Kong,、uh, Virginia. And she looks, takes care of all of the the clients, and we also the salespeople. Once the we don't just go away once we finish with the client, we will go and see them, say hello, make sure they're okay. You know, it's not like we disappear.、Um, okay, we, we let people live their lives, but we we come, we say hello, and do you need anything?、Uh, we we have many translators as well. Okay. So if, even if they make a phone call to our office. And they speak Chinese. They will be put through the Chinese operator,、okay. so they don't have to worry about anything. Okay, so it's quite an easy move. Yeah, it's, it's totally easy. Totally easy.、Um, yeah. And it doesn't stop there. All, Just all because otherwise they'll have to find like a Chinese agent or something, and no, that. No, no, we, we, we organize everything for them, from furnishings, soft furnishings. If they need to go shopping, we take them shopping. Okay. We do everything. No problem. It seemed like with Neil and Demetrius in tow. I wouldn't have to worry about a single thing, even if I didn't speak Greek or English. Neil told me they'd help me buy a car, put my children in school, get other family members to come over, and whatever else I could think of. Like a proper real estate agent, he checks his folder for exact figures every time I ask him a question, and once he's given me the exact number of square footage or price, he'll assure me that everything is negotiable. Properties can be delivered months before their due date. New Chinese kitchens can be installed, and the price ain't nothing but a number. The nicest property I viewed was in a building called Central Park Residences, which was a refreshingly modern name compared to the mostly Greek deity-related compounds like Venus and Aphrodite. It was still under construction, but as I walked through it. I started to be able to imagine myself living there. This building was right in the heart of Paphos, and its closest neighbors were a preschool, a primary school, a secondary school, and of course, Fetas Tavern, where they served the best mezze in town. The apartments had these amazing floor-to-ceiling windows with views over the whole of Paphos. It had a beautiful open-plan structure that was airy and modern, and the sun covered almost every corner of the house. And of course, looking out, I could even see a slit of sea. High-quality equipment was installed in the kitchen, 
and though the rest was still empty, there was already a wok pan on the stove. So even though we were still standing in the concrete shell, I could imagine Chinese lives filling in the empty spaces. Du Zhe, the Chinese literary magazine on the coffee table, the rice cooker on the kitchen counter, the electrical foot bath next to the shower. I mean, upstairs there were even better ones. Gigantic penthouses featuring a godlike view over Paphos, going for two and a half million, and you've guessed it. Of course, those were already bought by Chinese. Okay. Halfway through the tour, Dimitris received an urgent phone call from his office. Apparently, they were short on Chinese interpreters for that day. Well, actually, they were short on interpreters in general. There were little to none Chinese English interpreters in Cyprus or Greece, so they had to hire the staff from China, which I guess says something about the existing Chinese population in this part of the world. He even asked me whether I would jump in to do the job in the afternoon. I have four translators and they're all busy. They're all out. Okay. <laughs> I have another. Actually, it just happened today. To have at least you speaking, no speaking, okay. fluent in English. The other couple, they come in for four thirty. It wasn't scheduled actually. So you know, here you have good chances to get a good job here for you. you know? <laughs> Yeah. In the end, they managed to arrange for someone to come anyway, and I wasn't needed after all. But it did make me think about other shortages. There are little to none Chinese supermarkets in Cyprus, and especially not in the vicinity of Paphos. Neil showed me the three Chinese restaurants in Paphos, but two of them looked more like Ibiza beach clubs than Chinese restaurants. Like the type of place that would consider spring rolls Chinese food. Dimitris didn't seem to share my concern. But I told you, it's the community. You know the Chinese. You're Chinese. Yeah. When they go somewhere, they grow very fast. <laughs> They're everywhere. Everywhere they have their own place. Like London, they have Chinatown. Everywhere there's Chinatown. Exactly. So it's a matter of time to grow here as well. Yeah. And they they like Cyprus because it's safe. The climate. The people here is、uh, friendly, so they like Cyprus.、Yeah. And as long as as long as they, the first comes, then they bring the rest. Yeah. There is a following from the family. Indeed, little Chinatowns have emerged out of nothing. The countless compounds of apartments and townhouses I visited that day all looked like they were mass-produced so quickly that they came straight out of the factory with the plastic packaging still attached. These dollhouses that were spit out were sold with tiny furnitures that lack imagination in what kind of life that can be led there. But then again, it's not that different than the mass-produced housing stamped out of the ground in China. Many of these projects consisted of at least ninety percent Chinese. Are there any Cypriots living in that building we just visited? This one? Yeah. No. <laughs> Chinese, Chinatown, China building. The demographic makeup differs. Some are retired couples looking for a more comfortable life. Many are young families in which the dad works in China and the mother stays behind to raise the child. And also many come only once every two years to maintain their status, only to lock the door and leave again. This led to a new urban typology that Cyprus had never seen before.
which is the gated community. Uh, Are there a lot of gated communities here? No, this is a new thing that led to, led to us and some other uh, companies have started. And the reason for it is a lot of people, uh, if they're coming from China or they're coming from South Africa, they want to feel secure when they're not here and make sure the property is okay. It's just a new thing it started because we don't really have any security issues at all. No, I didn't think so. No. I started to realize that actually these Chinese people were literally locked up behind bars, leading a manufactured life that is shielded away from the rest of the island, stuck in a simulacra of the former life they have left behind, looking out from behind a floor-to-ceiling view of sunny Cyprus that is more a poster than a reality. The residents actually have very little hope to lead a real life on the island. The permanent residency is only kept for as long as the property is owned, so as soon as the property is sold, the residency will be annulled. And unless citizenship is bought at two and a half million, applying for it later is still just a vague promise. In many to be honest, this is this is uh, it's not hundred percent that you're going to get the citizenship. Normally, it's after five years, mm-hmm. but after these five years, it may takes another five years. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, it's not so easy. Mm. Some people, they say it's easy, but it's not. Even uh, uh, my wife, she's not Cypriot, she's foreigner, and uh, she's here more than 10 years. We haven't applied, actually, but some friends of mine with the same case like mine, normally, and they're married to Cypriot, which is much easier, normally it's taking uh, three to five years, but for a foreigner, foreigner like a Chinese, it's even more difficult. It seems to me that even though the Cypriots think that they're making the Chinese visitors feel at home by giving them everything their home has, it actually isolates them from the new locale. It seems like they're being held in a purgatory where things are kept upside down, so they can never swap the old rhythm for the new. It's probably better if they never built that Chinese supermarket and don't open a good Chinese restaurant. Grounding in a place means eating what its earth grows and breathing the same air as your neighbors breathe out. It's better for you to eat the leftovers of your neighbor than to eat that jar of peanut butter you brought along. Yes, you know, these Cypriot developers, they are building homes, but it will never be a real home if they don't know how to get the heart to come along. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Ask Dr. Wang. If you have any questions for Dr. Wang, please send them to hello at hellomarywang.com. I want to dedicate a special thanks to my dear friend Melina Likolaidi, who was the best guide through Cyprus and through many matters in life. Next time we'll be in London, so please tune back with the following moon. And thank you for listening.